Today we're going to talk about how to enjoy it more. Your cigar, of course. Brothers and sisters of the leaf, Cigar Diva here, and as I said, today we're going to talk about how to enjoy it more. Your cigar, of course. Really, how to get the most out of your cigar smoking experience. And I know that for so many of you, this may seem like common sense, particularly the veteran smokers, but I never cease to be amazed by how many questions I get about the basics, how many other podcasts and videos I see about the basics, not all of which I would agree. So I thought <coughs> that... Oh, that's right. <clears throat> There's someone else in the studio. <clears throat> of course, I need some collaboration and some co-signing. So I did bring with me the incredibly talented, funny, charming coconut stick man. Yay, yay! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Diva. Thank you. Thank you. His applause. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, that's right. That's right. My applause. Hold on. Hold on. My applause. Continue. I do hope it's okay. I left your entourage in the lobby. Your mother? Yeah. Anyway. As I was saying, it never ceases to amaze me the the ongoing need for the basics. And why? Because every single day there are new cigar smokers. That is a beautiful thing. That is our community. That is our great cigar family that is just the natural order of things and so I see a lot of content about the basics and sometimes I I couldn't disagree more sometimes I do agree but nonetheless I get a lot of these questions so as our podcasts are usually a little bit spicier a little bit more controversial that's just you not me yeah okay I thought it might be nice mm-hmm. to cover some basics, mm-hmm. some very important basics mm-hmm. that some, even some veteran smokers really should take to heart. I'm just going to co-sign whatever you say. <laughs> okay. So you got the notepad, Diva. All you right, start. All right. <laughs> all right. Number one, I'm, a, I'm actually going to start with... What was probably the most intelligent question I have ever been asked as the cigar diva in a cigar lounge by someone, and that was, what do you use as palate cleansers, Mm -hmm. as a palate cleanser? Blew me away that someone had the wherewithal to actually ask me about palate cleansers because I think the majority of people would say, what do you mean a palate cleanser? Why, why would I even think about that? And the fact is, the first place that a cigar goes, where you enjoy it, where you consume it, is your mouth, and that's your palate. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason that we get excited about different blends and why we follow certain blenders because of the palate. So if you truly want to enjoy the cigar you're smoking, you're going to do it with a good palate. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Um, oh, God, where were we? Um, we were in New York. We were at 
Cassidy Monte Cristo, and I remember we were talking mm. about palate cleansing. The happiest place in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Rafael Nodal was there, and he was talking about what he uses to cleanse his palate. And, and I looked at him like with a weird look, like, sir, you have fallen off the edge. You need a vacation. <laughs> it was late. Yeah, it was late. It was like two in the morning. But, I mean, it was such a great night. And when he said, like, he uses, like, like raw onions and peppers and so forth, if I remember correctly, I actually tried it. And, you know, Diva, it actually worked. Which was weird. It actually worked. I'm going to admit, I thought that was crazy. But I know a certain cigar lounge owner's wife who eats raw onion and I think ghost peppers. Mm -hmm. Just raw, just throughout any meal with her hands. That is her palate cleanser. And so... I think the point That's there... That's a room cleanser. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> That'll not... clear a room at some point. I think that is one of the most beautiful things about cigar life is that no two people are alike. Mm-hmm. There are some things that will be consistent throughout cigar life, sure. But every experience is unique. And when you find... I mean, we can give you tips. We can give you guidance. But when you find out what works for you, you stick by it and don't let anyone tell you that it's wrong. Mm -hmm. For me, uh, a palate cleanser is far less exciting. Oyster crackers, soup crackers, uh, basics bread, uh, horchata, believe it or not, the Mexican rice drink. Mm -hmm. I, I love that as a palate cleanser. Some people can't stand horchata, and that's okay. But you a stripper named horchata. Horchata <laughs> Jones? Actually, Jackson. Jackson. She was half Hispanic, half black. It's a long story. Oh, my gosh. Okay. The point is this. I'll tell you, uh, it's not even a story. If you are lucky enough to go to Holtz in downtown Philly, or excuse me, Ashton Cigar Bar, it's upstairs, Ashton Cigar Bar, uh, happiest place in Philly, and you're there on a night when Shane is in the humidor. Shane O'Mac. He's, well, I'm not going to say his last name out of respect, but... That's why I call him Shane O'Mac. If Shane happens to be in the humidor... And Shane is one of the most knowledgeable people I've ever met when it comes to cigars. And you ask him for a recommendation, the first question out of his mouth, what did you eat? Mm -hmm. What have you had to eat tonight? Second question, what are you drinking? Why? Because he knows that the palate is the first thing that's going to meet whatever blend you chose. And what he's going to recommend to you. So do not expect to eat a large, heavy meal and not have that skew or bias your cigar experience. I mean, if I, I don't know about you, Stickman, but you know that when I eat anything that has tomato in it, <laughs> it could be an atabay and I will taste nothing but pepper. You know, Diva, it's funny that you mentioned that. Um, I it's, think I need a, a relight. Yeah, you do from what I'm seeing. Um, <laughs> it's it's interesting because 
I'm growing up, you know, I grew up in a military family and, you know, family and friends that smoke cigars and everything. Everyone is different. And I had, a, I have an uncle, he, you know, he lives in Florida and he, he uses as a palate cleaner, believe it or not, he uses the peppers and onions, but he's, he's Italian. So for him, it's, it's a natural thing. And I have another uncle that's from Australia. Well, he's not a family member, more like a friend of the family. When he smokes cigars, he actually eats a taro root. Mm. Okay. And everyone's different. Like you said yourself, you use ochata. Sometimes you use different things or oyster crackers and so forth. I always tell people, whatever you do, don't use anything as a palate cleanser that's going to overpower your mouth. Like some people say, oh, I'll just chew up some gum with spearmint in it. No, that spearmint is going to overpower oh, yes. your your cigar experience. And all of a sudden, that $40 cigar is going to taste like Wrigley's Chew or something like that. I, You know, it just popped into my head what the common denominator may be. Hmm. Whether it's pepper and onions, whether it's bland soup crackers, tastes that don't last If it's going to linger in your mouth, it's going to linger throughout your cigar. Mm -hmm. So whatever you choose, whether it's spicy and freaky or boring and bland, let it be something that's going to wash through your mouth and be gone. Yes. And, And the reason why we were talking about this today, and you guys are probably saying, why are they talking about this, is... A lot of times uh, from our journeys up and down this, you know, the Eastern Seaboard, people say, I'm not tasting this flavor or I'm not getting this experience. And as we talked about Shane O'Mac at Ashton's on Saturday nights, it all depends on what you ate before. You know, you like, you know, you being Italian diva, you, you know, Italians have a heavy, rich meal and me mm-hmm. being an Islander, we eat everything. Okay. Literally. I mean, have you ever met an Islander that didn't eat everything? I mean, come on now. But- <laughs> that being said, you uh, won't touch a vegetable. No, no, I mean, no, 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 nope, negative ghost rider. Nope, that pattern is full. But that being said, think about like what meal did you eat before you you lit up your cigar? Like, did you have like a quick burger and fries and maybe like a Coke or a Pepsi? Or did you sit down and have dinner like, you know, at a dinner table and actually had like an appetizer, an entree and a dessert, you know? That dessert, you know, it could be an ice cream sundae or maybe a cheesecake or something. That taste could still linger. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny. I was talking to a dentist about this. Like she and I were talking and she says sometimes some, depending on what you eat, that taste could linger on your tongue and the back of your mouth up to four hours. I was blown away by that. And not just your palate is not just your tongue. It's also your nose. Yes, some people who see me on video smoking notice I love to French inhale. Mm-hmm. I just do. I love it. And for me, I get much more flavor from the cigar when I do the French inhale. And one thing that I really just want to say, I know there are, I can only imagine how many people are saying, oh, I already know this or, or why do I need to cleanse my palate guess what if you don't take your palate into consideration do yourself a favor and don't waste your time choosing a cigar because it won't matter Mm -hmm. because they'll all taste the same yeah and and you know it's funny when diva and i first started smoking many many moons ago 
uh, nobody really like taught us anything. We had to like grip it and rip it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until we met some, you know, great people in the cigar industry, you know, CEOs, blenders and so forth that gave us tips and they said, no, you, you should do this or you should do this or, you know, this is where you should start off or this is how, you know, even to the basics of cutting and lighting a cigar. You know, Dave, I remember when we just went to Sanja's smoke shop just too long, not too long ago. And, you know, you, me and Sanja were having this conversation about what is the proper way to cut and light. And he jokingly said that, you know, you light the cigar the way you want to smoke it. But at the same time, there is a proper procedure of lighting it, making sure it's evenly lit and so forth. And that's another conversation for another day. But... Yes, that's, like, that's a whole yeah a whole world of debates in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But that being said, you know, there are people out there that are listening that may not know this, and they are doing the you know as I see I as will do mentality. It may not be the right thing, so you know, and some people may be afraid to ask. To be honest with you, yes, and and I would like to add to that. You know, there are. A lot of people ask me, how do you pick out all the little subtle notes? How do you pick out every subtle flavor? You want to know what the trick was? I smoked cigars I couldn't stand. Hmm. And I didn't even mean to. It was by accident. That was how, that was sort of the left turn at Albuquerque for, I, I think, the development of my palate when I smoked a few cigars that were just terrible you know it's funny that you say that diva as we were at our first lunch which was heritage in marlton new jersey i have to thank casey for this and 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 it's funny because casey he kind of educated us like okay this is a good cigar this is not a good cigar or this is a stronger cigar this is a lighter cigar and his education helped us kind of like gravitate towards what we felt is our best cigars and our worst cigars so, you know, that's that's an education that once you get, I feel personally, once you get that education, then you're more comfortable in choosing what you want to smoke. I think that I'm going to add to that just briefly, the key phrase being what you choose, because mm-hmm. the first cigar that ever sent me to the restroom thinking I was about to be sick was a recommendation from the owner of a shop. Yes. Very nice lounge. Very nice shop. Uh, Still loved the place. It just happened to be that one person recommended something that wasn't right for me. He had no way of knowing that. I had no way of knowing that. It was something I'd never tried before. And I went in there with the intention of trying something new. Guess what? That's cigar life. That's part of the experience and that's also how you become more experienced so that's to me smoking some bad cigars can actually do you a little bit of good yeah i mean it's just like anything in life you got to go through the bad before you understand what is good for you yes yes it was definitely coming back to cigars that i wanted to smoke that made me start dissecting why Mm-hmm. What was it about? I mean, one of the first blenders I came to love before I even knew the guy was Rafael Nodal. And coming back to his cigars, I understand there are very often strong notes of cocoa 
and baking spices. And I learned that I love those flavors. Yeah. And so if I didn't smoke what I call bad cigars, which other people may think are great, Mm -hmm. uh, I would never have known. But this is a perfect segue into my next point. Choice of cigar from a professional aspect. Hmm. And I want you to take point on this stick man because well you got the advice okay so <laughs> my time to shine so <laughs> it's funny when you brought this up diva because there's different people that do different things throughout the day uh there are some that say i go from heaviest cigar to lightest cigar so i smoke the heaviest in the morning and as I'm winding down for the evenings, you know, one of my friends said, hey, I smoke a light cigar at the end of the night. There's others that do the opposite. They go from light to heavy. And then there's those that just say, I smoke my most favorite cigar first. And then I go into the day smoking other things as my day progresses. And it all depends on what your personal palate is. You know, what your preferred you know style of smoking. Do you want something heavy in the morning? You know, a lot of people wake up, they have a coffee with their cigar or an espresso and they want to smoke a heavy cigar. Some people like myself, I smoke a light to medium body with my, you know, with my coffee. And as throughout the day, then depending on what I feel like, and then I may smoke a heavier cigar, I may smoke a lighter cigar. But I always, me personally, I always wind down the night with smoking a lighter cigar. But that's hmm. just me. Interesting. I... I think some of it depends on tolerance to an extent. Mm -hmm. But w what I was specifically referring to were the professionals in lab coats who made it very clear with winks, wink, wink, that they were not telling you to keep smoking. Mm-hmm but gave you advice on what to smoke and when. And I think that, especially for new smokers, it's important to understand. And let, quick example. Uh, metformin, a diabetes medication, is made from Legero tobacco. So... Obviously, if you're taking in the raw form, a strong Legero cigar is going to drop your blood sugar. So if it's in the morning, maybe you're having your coffee, you have not had breakfast yet, mm -hmm. do not pull out, or, or a heavy Maduro cigar, do not pull out a Camacho Triple Maduro and not expect, you know, just keep an eye on your blood sugar. And uh, the doctors also said, uh, if you are going to smoke a very strong, heavy cigar with heavy Legero tobacco, and it is important to learn your different tobaccos because they have different impacts on you, mm -hmm. as well as your smoking experience, it goes beyond the palate and into the body. Uh, if you do have a heavy meal, say a very rich meal, it's okay to have a nice heavy Legero cigar or a heavy Maduro cigar uh, because your blood sugar is going to carry that strength. 
So I, I think that's very important. Now, yes, of course, like everything else in cigar life, what you like is what you like. What you're comfortable with is what you're comfortable with. And if you want to wake up in the morning and smoke an SP 1014 black with your coffee, great. Uh, but there are some people who need to start out with maybe an Ashton Cabinet 4. I'm one of those people. I actually, you know, to give you an example, this morning when I woke up, I had a, you know, I had a cup of coffee and I smoked the cabinet series, number eight, my favorite. It was actually my first cigar. And throughout the day, I smoked a Davidoff in the afternoon. And right now I'm smoking a Camacho, what is it? A Camacho Red right now, a Robusto. And, you know, this is like it for me for tonight. You know, this is like my three sets. Normally I would say, you know, I'll finish off my night with a lighter cigar and I may, but for right now, for this podcast, that's what I'm smoking. And it's funny because my, I got lucky today. My first meeting was with a client who doesn't mind my having a cigar when <laughs> we meet, which I love. Uh, he actually gets a kick out of hearing what blend am I smoking that day and why. And so I treated myself to the aging room Quattro Nicaragua Maestro. Nice. The Torpedo. And uh, I had been depriving myself for a little while, so that was a real treat. I love that cigar. Mm-hmm. What are you smoking now, by the way? Oh, the uh, Oh, you just said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm having the, the Espiritu Numero Dos. Oh, that's a good stick. The Trinidad number two. Oh, I love in the fundador. The the Mega Lancero. Oh, I love this cigar so much. So much. I digress. <laughs> Pairings. Okay. Oh, I'm chomping at the bit on this one. <laughs> go on, Diva, go on. By pairings, I do not mean chug it. No, I'm I'm not gonna bias the question i'm not going to make it a loaded question let's start with the truth i don't want to speak on his behalf but i once asked sanj sanj patel uh what because if you've seen my video before or one of my other videos i've been trying for almost a, a year now to figure out what would you pair with the sp 1014 red i don't think there's anything that is quote-unquote, perfectly paired with it. That is one cigar that you just can't pair. It stands alone. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when I asked Sanj about, you know, what would you pair this with, he was actually not, I'm going to put this gently, he was not a proponent of pairings. I remember that. And he said, no matter what you drink, anything you drink, is going to influence and affect and throw off your palate. Now, I'm not a doctor, but I I do know this, you know, scientifically, that yes, when you pass something over your palate, we just talked about this with food, it influences your cigar experience. Mm -hmm. So what you pair with it, it, it... makes so much of a difference but also i think so many people are so close-minded about that you know diva i'm gonna play 
I'm going to be the advocate for the devil. You know, just the advocation. Let, let loose. There are on some. This one. There are some that say, "Oh, I cannot smoke a cigar unless I'm drinking a whiskey, scotch, a bourbon," and that's fine. That's fine. It's there is no right or wrong answer to this, diva. It is just what you personally prefer. You know, some. You know, I, I know guys that will drink a what is that Moscow Mule, if mm-hmm, I remember, mm-hmm. and smoke their. You know. Drew a state cigar and and they're they're in blitz. I know guys that drink an espresso and that they don't drink at all. Uh, we have clients that are from you know the UAE that they don't they don't drink. Mm-hmm. So they always have an espresso when they have a nice you know you know two hundred dollar cigar they're smoking and I'm sitting there looking at them and they don't touch alcohol and they're content with that. And there's even some you know two guys that I know, uh, even a husband and wife that drink believe it or not Dr Pepper. They actually drink Dr. Pepper when they smoke a cigar. And to them, that that Dr. Pepper or the cream, you know, version of the Dr. Pepper puts them in bliss. Caramel flavors, vanilla flavors. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. It's not all that different from bourbon if you take away the alcohol and the aging and a whole lot of other stuff. And, and, I, and I'm sorry not to... But it, the notes are there. Yeah. And, you know, Diva, like I always see people... They're always like chastising people like, oh, you're, you know, you're supposed to be drinking, you know, a bourbon or a whiskey and stuff. What about those guys or girls that are recovering alcoholics that don't want to drink or choose not to drink? Or those with a religious reason or for a medical reason that they choose not to drink? Now, that's Please, the, I want to dispel two myths right now. Two out the window, gone. And I hope if I never hear these two myths again, it would be too soon. Number one, you do not have to pair with a spirit. Depending on your your situation, your time of day, your lifestyle, your personal choices, you do not have to pair with something alcoholic. Yes, that's very true. There are some times when... Especially if we are up at Sanja's, there's that place across the street that has that amazing horchata. That's the fifth time you said that. I, I, it got on my brain. Now I want some. Uh, and it's just, it's so great. And I, I, I just suck it down all day. But uh, there are some, so many things that you can pair with and we as cigar people, I think, often think it, it can only be bourbon and coffee or some sort of alcohol and a, some sort of coffee product, mm-hmm. either coffee or espresso. There is a whole world beyond that. Pair it with pastry for crying out loud. I mean, go outside your comfort zone and have fun with it. Have fun with your palate. Figure out what you like. And transmute that to other things. I mean, if you if you really like it with a a certain meal, maybe that translates into a certain spirit, or um, vice versa. You know. So first of all, it doesn't have to be a spirit. And number two, not everyone who doesn't drink doesn't drink because they're a recovering alcoholic, or because they're of some orthodox faith there are some people i mean it's 2023 everyone knows this world is crazy at this point very true if you think that someone 
who doesn't drink alcohol is abnormal, you haven't gotten out lately or looked around lately mm-hmm. because there are much bigger things going on than, oh, my gosh, you don't drink. Yeah. And we're not saying that, you know, you don't have to drink alcohol. If that's your thing. Hey, hey, do, do you do you? I always tell people you do you, you know, hey, do you know, go on with your bad self. I, I'm not, you know, we are not saying you should not drink alcohol. If you like doing that and that's how oh, you relax, no. then get your get your relax on. Abs- I will be the first to tell you a great pairing. I've been doing, well, up until a couple of months ago, I took a break. But uh, doing very, very deep pairings for the Whiskey Network since, what was it, 2021? Yeah. I started writing for the Whiskey Network. And uh, when I would do those pairings... We're talking hours. I mean, I would dissect every flavor, you know, drink it neat, drink it dirty with ice and and the first third and just every the French inhale, the retro hail, I would go surgical with these pairings. So I'll be the first to tell you a great bourbon to have with your cigar. But for the purposes of this podcast, let the myth go. Let it go. If somebody doesn't want to have a drink, move on. Yeah. No harm, no foul. The other thing that I uh, I think you put it the best the other day when you said it doesn't have to be a barista or a bartender. Mm-hmm. There's plenty in between. Yeah. Now, the stone in our shoe. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It had to get spicy at some point. Yeah. That, or it's going to. Heat up. Oh, this is all Get you. It? Oh, Get God. it? Get it? Just, just, just go. Just go. Just I go. dropped the dad joke. Oh, dear Lord. It's Father's Day coming up. Oh, oh that's right. Mm-hmm. Light it right, people. Light it right. Leave your creme brulee torch at home. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to name names. All right, I'm Diva. Let's just you be- can't because there are so many. I, I saw someone and, and, and you know, he he's a good guy. You know, I, I love him to death. And he only smokes like double Toros, like 70 ring gauge cigars and everything. And he pulls out this creme brulee torch. And I'm like, what are you doing with this lightsaber lighting your damn cigar? Say, <laughs> like, Star Wars, what's wrong with you, Chewbacca? Like, what's wrong? <laughs> he actually said to me, and this is funny, like when he said this to me, he says, you know, stick man. He's like, I'm smoking a larger cigar and... I need a larger lighter. And I look at him and I said, okay, well, you got to start a forest fire and Smokey the Bear. Yeah, Smokey the Bear's going to be mad at you. But, you know, for him, he he likes a little bit more toasted, he says. And he carries this creme brulee thing. I was like, okay, and, you know, to each their own. But I see some people that see what others are doing at lounges with these big torch lighters and and, you know, the other night, Diva, I was sitting here in the office and I'm like, you know what? Let me, you know, I do a lot of food photography. Let me grab one of the creme brulee torches and see what happens. Oh, gosh. So we had, I had a, um, it's a flat. like that meme, F around, find out. Yeah. You, you F'd around and found out. So I had a, um, it was a flathead. A, um, oh, that 770. Yeah. The so, big one. So I lit that up with the torch and it and it lit well. It actually lit a lot better than me using my DuPont lighter. So, I, you know, I have to admit that he was right on that. And it had an even burn to it. But it just the taste from the butane from that torch 
was just it just threw it off. And then I had a Robusto and I tried to use the same torch on there, realizing that this is not going to go well. And then I finally used it on a Lancero. And let's just say, unless this man changes his cigar habits, those the last two that I mentioned with the Robusto and the Lancero, they're just going to get burned up. Now, I, I ain't trying to tell people like, you know, what not to use to light your cigar. OK, but there is certain decor where you have to say at a lounge where you kind of look a little bougie. I don't I take that back. Not bougie. You look very ghetto when you use a torch. Oh, yeah. And I'm not saying, you know, that's a bad thing. OK, I'm just saying it's just it, it kind of cheapens. The cigar. It's kind of like an insult for me for the cigar itself. It is a disrespect to the cigar. I'm going to come out and say it. It is. And it also shows a lack of cigar experience. Mm -hmm. Because if you are a true cigar aficionado, if you do truly appreciate the flavor behind that cigar, you're going to light it right. Now... We could go on forever about soft flame versus torch. Mm -hmm. uh, for the most part, I soft flame everything. And guess what? I have a three puff roll. If it's a Lancero, I can light it in three puffs. That's it. Yeah. If it's a Robusto or bigger, maybe five, six puffs. And that's it. If you light it right. Now, that's with a soft flame. With a torch, I will toast it very lightly. And then it's even faster because if I do use a torch, I want that burn so razor thin and even that none of the flavor will be thrown off by the butane. Yes. And you're absolutely right, Diva. It's, um, but it's not just about that. It's about, first of all, your choice of cigar. Choose what you truly like. Do not choose one that has a band on it that you think will make you look a certain way, whether it's macho or affluent or wealthy or, <clears throat> or hip or for any other reason than the fact that you love that cigar. Mm -hmm. Whatever cigar is your choice, your true choice, Stand by it. I, I've seen so many people say, oh, well, only these are real cigars. That is the biggest crock I've ever heard. If you are only smoking one cigar and one cigar only, you're not really a cigar person. You, you just have one little vice. You're not a cigar aficionado. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to chime in on this, Diva. It's, I know some people that will not smoke anything other than a Toro or or a Robusto or a Corona or, or so forth. And that's fine. You know, you, you do that, you. That was my next point. Please take it away. You, you do you. But, you know, when I see people say, oh, I don't smoke any other brand except for this. And it's like, okay, well, it's kind of saying like, I won't eat any other food other than a cheese pizza that is cooked by Little Caesars. Yeah. Don't tell me that you are a five-star Michelin chef and you only deal in cucumbers. Yeah. You only specialize in cucumbers. That's it. Nothing else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, me playing devil's advocate, there are some people that I know, you know, that will smoke nothing but one brand and one brand only. 
but they also variate from sizes. They go from a Toro of this brand of this particular cigar line to a Robusto and another, and maybe sometimes maybe a Petit Corona or even a Double Corona. Now, let me throw in a devil's advocate to your devil's advocate. There are some people who will smoke the same cigar several times a day, all day, every day, because they've already spent 20, 30 years smoking everything from pre-embargo to post-embargo, exclusive to mass market. They've had so much that they have just settled down at a at a point in their cigar life where they say, okay, this is it. This is me. This is my go-to. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I mean, but then you said you said it right, Diva. You said they spent 20 to 30 years. Okay. Like just in anything in life, like a sports team, like your favorite food, your favorite television show. Uh, for me, like video games, um, I'm a pro gamer. So for me, I already have my taste of what I like to play, but I also deviate from that and try new things. Yes. So, you know, so, you know, what we're trying to say with the with the torch lighter, leave the lightsaber at home. I would be remiss if I did not mention the fact that this is not just for the sake of appearances. Mm-hmm. Because I know there are a lot of, and I will admit, it's especially guys who do this. I don't see a lot of women doing this, but they think that constantly torching the hell out of it makes them look, I, I don't know, macho, tough. What is it? What You tell me, stickman. You know, I always get, you know, everybody says, oh, stickman, you being bougie because you just pulled out the DuPont. You know, I had a rough year and I had to work very hard to get that DuPont. And you try to find a damn attachment to damn Feel that damn lighter. And you tell me, you know, you've seen the struggles I go through with that damn lighter. But I love that lighter. It's finicky. But it's it's the joke that always runs like, oh, here comes the ping from Stickman. Ding. But I'm a soft flame guy now. I, 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 every cigar I smoke, it's always a soft flame. And like how you said, Diva, I use the torch on my cigar lighter to, you know, clean up any edges, clean up any like canoeing or whatnot. And... I try to keep a low footprint when I use um, any type of lighter. Uh, A, when I carry my case around or when we carry our cases around when we're, you know, traveling, I don't want to carry no big old lighter with me. You know, number two, it makes it easier, you know. And number three, it's just... Some guys have to wear cargo pants just for their lighter. Yeah. And it's like, if I got to carry special attachments... Outside of carrying a little thing just to, you know, fill up my lighter where 90% of the time I'm already filling it up before we leave. Then you have to ask yourself that. Now, again, I'm not saying we're not saying like, hey, you do you. Okay, but actually, I'm going to step in here. Please, please. I'm going to say no, don't do you. (laughs) Do not do you do not. This is one time I am going to say, do not let your torch flag fly because I've had now two completely separate lounge owners who don't even know each other are in two totally different regions. Actually, two different states, come to think of it. Yeah, two totally not even connected, two totally different regions. 
tell me almost identical stories about how uh, some people showed up to the lounge, no problem. Of course, a guy pulls out a super big Toro because, you know, why choose based on what actually tastes best? Choose what, you know, looks best. Mm-hmm. And then they pull out the creme brulee lighter. And then the next thing you know, the sprinkler system is about to trigger. Yeah, because it starts to beep. And the owner has to go up to the the guest and say, excuse me, but stop torching your cigar. The person, of course, gets very, very defensive. Don't you dare tell me how to smoke my cigar. Then the person has to inform them that I am the owner. You are about to set off this sprinkler system and destroy the entire place. You know, all that inventory, everyone's experience, everyone's going to go running. Uh, so, yes, I am going to say on on behalf of those lounge owners, leave the torch at home. You know, the thing that, that irks me, and I'm going to sound like Peter Griffin, you know, this is what grinds my gears. I've seen one time we were at, <laughs> yeah, I know, it's, it was, oh, God, who was it? Um, we were sitting with a client in... This is actually was at Ashton's, come to think about it, um, in downtown Philly at Ashton Cigar Bar. And we're sitting there and we're talking about, you know, you know, the next video shoot that we're doing and everything. And we see this guy at the bar. He pulls out this torch lighter and he's damn near toasting the cigar to a point where it's almost burnt. And I was embarrassed for him as he's sitting there trying to show off to this, these two ladies at the bar that he could light a cigar what he didn't realize, he burned part of his, you know, fedora. <laughs> and the bartender's looking at him, and he had to move his drink before that torch almost hit the drink. And finally, one of the waitresses said, you know, sweetie, you just burned your hat. And he just went without a beat. You know, he was still showing off. And, you know, I'm sitting there like, if you keep burning this cigar, there's nothing there to smoke. And I saw on his ashtray at the bar, this thing was completely charred. And he went right back to the humidor to buy another cigar. And he did the same thing with that cigar. And I'm like, this man doesn't know how to smoke cigars. That's so common. It breaks my heart. It does. But, you know, it's just it's because some people were not educated correctly on how to do the basics. And it's not to their fault, you know. That's true. That's true. I I do think that there are some people who, dare I sound snooty when I say this, I do think that there are some people who may not entirely be in the cigar world because they love cigars. Mm-mm. They They think it's expected of them or it makes them look a certain way or it's stylish. It's so much more than that. And... If, if that's the reason that you're in it, okay, I can't knock you. I can't tell you what to do or what to choose uh, or why to do something. But I will say you're, you're probably wasting a lot of money and a lot of time. And the bottom line is you could be getting a lot more out of your cigar experience if you just do it right. Just a few steps, you know understand the basics of how it works Mm -hmm. 
You have a mouth. It tastes stuff and your nose. That's part of tasting too. So make sure you're ready to taste something fully, properly. I mean, you wouldn't go to a wine tasting after going to, you know, a cheap buffet, would you? No. And you're absolutely right, Diva. You're absolutely right. find Find out what works for you. Take the do's and don'ts that you see. Take the... Whether it's a video, a podcast, a one minute, a 30 minute, doesn't matter. Take it all as guidance with a grain of salt mm-hmm. to, to help you find your own perfect cigar experience, your own cigar journey. Just because you are a guy of a certain size or age or anything doesn't mean that you have to smoke a certain type of cigar. Doesn't mean that you have to light it a certain way. Doesn't mean that you have to pair it with fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. Uh, A very dear friend of ours, who we consider family, uh, he has to test different cigars all the time, just like I do. Uh, Probably even more than I do far more and he always drinks his go-to which i believe is was it the mccollin 15 i believe or so mccollin 12 uh but for him because that's the the steady variable that works for him to always have the same drink because that's sort of his control variable so he can taste the different cigars, even though he's drinking the same thing all the time. So for him, that works. But he had to go through his own learning curve in order to get there. His own journey. Yes. So when it comes to what you smoke and when, be aware of of your own physiology. Don't make yourself sick. That's not what it's about. It's the opposite. Mm Mm-hmm. Whatever you, uh, whatever you choose, whatever you do, whatever works for you, just when it comes to that last point about light it right, don't interfere with other people's cigar experience, particularly the sprinkler systems. Yeah. It doesn't look cool. Mm-mm. And it just destroys everybody else's experience. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Would would you add anything to the basics? I can't think of anything. Because you know after this is over, I'm going to think of five things I should have added to the basics. Right now, the only thing on my mind is a turkey and hummus sandwich. Why? I don't know. (laughs) I I immediately looked at the Camacho and thought to myself, I wonder what the Camacho has to do with it. The turkey and hummus? (laughs) Do you want to pair that with the turkey and hummus? No, 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 no. No, no, I'm just saying, I'm just craving a turkey. So, yeah, I mean, guys, ladies, gentlemen, you know. Whatever. Whatever. You (laughs) do you. You do you. But just keep in mind that as you're doing you, you know, keep in mind of where you're at, who you're around, you know, 
there's a thin line between foolish and famous. Mm. And you don't want to be famous for doing something foolish. And when you're around others or smoking in a lounge, you know, there's a basic courtesy, you know. And even if you're smoking a higher gauge cigar, you can always ask, you know, the cigar, you know, lounge itself that if they have a lighter to help you light it correctly, you know, sometimes a match or maybe two matches may not do the trick. Maybe a smaller lighter may not do it. And it's okay to ask. When do you pull out that damn lightsaber? I mean, come on now. Let's just let's be real. Come on now. You know. As I puff this fabulous cigar, and I'm going to mention again how much I love this cigar. I am going to drop a tip for shop and lounge owners. The staff you hire. That is something that influences the cigar experience of everyone who walks through your doors whether they're members or just shoppers passing through. Mm -hmm. If you have someone, if you hire someone and you think all they need to do is work the register, you're wrong. People come in all the time. Even I go into places and say, what would you recommend? Because I want to know, is there anything new? Is there anything, maybe there's something boutique I haven't heard about yet, and I want to try it. But if you have, uh, let's say, someone who doesn't know the difference between, uh, how can I say this? you're probably not going to have an opus and an acid in the same sale. Yeah. You need to have a staff who knows at least, at least some basics about what they're selling. Because when people come in asking for recommendations, it is entirely a reflection of you and your lounge whether or not your staff knows anything about cigars. And like Stickman just said, if you need help lighting a cigar and the person behind the register or cleaning the ashtrays has never lit a cigar before in their life and they can't do it. Uh -huh. it yeah, no. I've, mm -mm. We've been to many lounges where there's, you know, good guys and women that work that are not heavy smokers or they're not, seasoned smokers and they may not know what a good cigar is or they may just go based on what the rep told them and you know you got to be more educated not just yourself but as as a shop also to help educate others may i share a quick story please i walked into a pairing once uh it was i'm going to keep this as anonymous as possible uh, it was a long time ago, and it was a paired pairing. I was doing the pairing with someone else, and this person took it upon themselves to choose the cigars that we were going to pair before I'd gotten there. Mm. So before I even arrived, the cigar was already chosen for me, and there was no... No negotiation. It was just, let's sit down, drink, and smoke. 
Not my usual methodology, but okay, let me roll with this. You know, that's part of being a diva. You roll with the punches. And little did I know it was a $1,000 bottle of bourbon. Oh, I remember this. And it was paired with, uh, I'd say it was about a $12 cigar. Now, I will be the second, Sanj will be the first, I will be the second to tell you that the price tag on a cigar does not in any way determine how good the cigar is, but I will tell you that on that particular day, that was really not a good choice. Um, It just wasn't. And the person didn't know any better. He just didn't, he didn't know any better. And for the sake of the lounge that it represented, that on, on whose behalf we were doing this pairing, it probably would have looked a lot more, help me out here. Uh, it, ex- knowledgeable. Yeah. Reputable. Credible. If we weren't pairing a thousand dollar cigar with a thousand dollar bourbon, excuse me, or yeah, I'm sorry, a thousand dollar bourbon with you know a common run of the mill, everyone's already had it cigar. No, you, you don't do that. Mm-mm. It's not a good reflection of your establishment. So please start hiring some people who do more than run the register. Or incentivize. If that's all they can do, you have high turnover. I do understand good help is hard to find. Incentivize. Mm-hmm. You know, if they come on board and they're willing to learn, make it worth their while. You will you will reap the benefits in your membership and in your pass-through customers. Very true. I guess I say that as the businesswoman, not so much as the diva, but a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. So as you have the notebook, Diva, any other topics you want to cover this on this podcast? Are you feeling snubbed? Maybe. <laughs> you know what? This is a receipt. Ooh, okay. I'm using a wrestling term. This is payback for all the podcasts you commandeered. Oh, that's fine. But I can't blame you because you're funny as hell. No, I'm not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you are. You're hilarious. What would I do without you? Nothing. That's, you know, and hey, it's, these are the basics. So Mm -hmm. now what I would really love, I think what we'd both really love, argue with us. (coughs) Excuse me. uh, Argue with us. Tell us what you agree with, what you disagree with. Tell us what you use for palate cleansers. What is your morning coffee cigar. If you don't drink coffee in the morning, what is your morning ritual? What is your favorite cigar after a big meal? How do you light your cigar? Maybe you do use a torch and you're infuriated by this and you want to defend your torch use? (laughs) By all means, jump in the comments. Tell me why do you love your torch so much? Just in the comments. I don't want you jumping us out of lounge. (laughs) Very true. I don't want to get into a lightsaber fight, okay? Very true. Some of you are very And the diva has Jersey hair, so if that all that hairspray, that place will go up and 
like, like that. Like a Roman candle. Yeah. But honestly, tell us, you know, defend your torch. Defend your, your Vitola, your cigar size. Uh, you know, size matters in cigar life. So tell us why, if you only smoke enormous ring gauge cigars, why? Mm-hmm. And so. how did you come to find out what you love? Very true. So it's your turn, folks. Mm-hmm. You guys know how to reach Diva on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Are you on TikTok yet? I've been on TikTok. Uh, I upload stuff and I run away. I'm not a big TikTok fan, but... A lot of funny yeah. videos. But no, hit us up. You know, use the hashtag Torch. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Torch. I'm actually going to have to look that up and see... Hopefully it's not a pyromaniac one and you get in no, trouble, but I, I mean... I want to see undercover videos. I want to see stealth videos of people in lounges catching other people just torching the hell out of really nice cigars <laughs> and ruining them. And just hashtag torch, like, no, please, no. Yeah. Just hashtag save the cigar. So with that, guys, hit us up. Hit the diva up, actually. I'm the only one that does... Nothing but post editing and you know technical stuff. Well, you're you're that's your thing, man. Yeah, no. So, you know, hit us up. Let us know what you think about the podcast, or you know, if you agree or disagree with the divas' comments. And what other basics do you think people get wrong or right? Yeah, let yeah. us know. You know, let's start a conversation. There know. will be a sequel. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guarantee that. Very much so. So thank you for tuning in. If you are a veteran smoker and this has all been old hat to you, I want to thank you for sticking with us. If you are a new smoker, welcome. Welcome to the wonderful world of cigar life. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the journey. Mm -hmm. And if you use your crimbole to light your cigar, I want to know if you're a Sith or a Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. See, this is why you have to spearhead the podcast. You're the funny one. Mm. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. Go ahead, Diva. I'm sorry. And be sure to stick with us and tune in for the next one. I think there will definitely have to be a Father's Day follow-up. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Take care, and we'll, we'll probably see them soon, or they'll probably punch us in the face. One of those two. Yeah, I'll probably get angry message. I love my torch. My torch is manly. (laughs) Again, guys, hit us up. Let us know what you think, and we'll hear from you soon. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Diva out.